everyone, and welcome back to the Daily Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Elora, and today I have a wonderful interview for you with my very first non-photographer uh, guest, um, who was very kind and was happy to be my guinea pig. I am talking to Sharon Sycamore, who is a contemporary artist living in Lincolnshire, UK. And we had a lovely little chat together about her journey into arts and how she managed to co-curate a exhibition and how important experimenting is for her. So I really feel that you will find this a very interesting interview and I hope you will enjoy it as much as I did when I was chatting with Sharon. Why don't you start with introducing yourself and telling people a little bit about you and what you do and your creative journey? Okay, well, first of all, thank you for inviting me onto this first podcast where you're expanding your audience or your contributors, I should say, a little yes. bit further. Really exciting. I've never thank done you a for podcast. being my guinea pig. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I just really the opportunity to talk about my art and and what I do so so I'm Sharon I'm a contemporary artist so that it's not representational art that I do so you won't see any sort of still life bowls of fruit or fluffy kittens or things like that it's very much in the style of intuitive painting I'm based in Lincolnshire um, a long time ago, over 30 years ago I went to art school so I did do a little bit of formal training but in those days, there were never sort of really the opportunities that there are today with the internet, for example. So uh, whereas today, it's, I find find it much easier to get your artwork out there. You had to go down a quite formal route in terms of being an artist. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> let's face it, there just weren't those opportunities back in those days. So I didn't pursue a career in art. I went into financial services and local government and spent nearly 40 years doing other things, you know, having a, a proper job. Um, but then at the end of 2019, the opportunity came up for me to retire. Oh. And at that time, I thought, well, yeah, why not? You know, it's uh, too good an opportunity to miss. And the plan was my husband and, and I, we were going to go traveling around the world. Right. Uh, that, that was our big dream. You know, we, we sort of saved up all our working lives. We were going to go traveling. And then where are we? We're in March 2020. And we're in the first lockdown. So that really kind of put the brakes on, on that plan. But during that time, during the first lockdown, I had been doing some watercolours, by the way. I'd been getting commissioned uh, through friends to do portraits and pet portraits and things like that, mm -hmm. um, just on a very sort of informal, casual basis. But it wasn't sort of lighting me up inside. It, I, I couldn't see me pursuing that any any sort of further. But then during lockdown on Facebook, I kept getting these um, ads for an artist, a contemporary landscape mm -hmm. artist, 
I don't think she'd mind me calling her that, called Louise Fletcher. And she runs a program called Find Your Joy. And it's just the most amazing um, program for anybody that wants to um, expand their experimentation in terms of um, the way they apply acrylics in particular um, to to different substrates, whether it be paper or canvas or wood or whatever. And it really does give you... um, the opportunity to experiment and to find your style of work and your style of, of painting. So I, so I did a free course. She was advertising a free course for May 2020, um, and I loved it. You know, it, it opened so many different avenues for me in terms of my exploration of my own artistic style. And then I took her paid-for course, which was about three months, in the September of 2020. And I really haven't looked back since then, and I've not stopped painting. So in terms of where I am now as a um, contemporary artist, it's a very, you know, relatively short space of time. I've not been doing it for very long, seriously, only three years. Um, But in that time, I have had my first solo exhibition. I've joined the Local Artist Society. I recently had um, a joint exhibition that I curated um, and I've been involved in various group exhibitions. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been a really good experience. And it comes back to the fact that, you know, lockdown and, and all, all that was awful for a lot of people. And I don't take anything away from, from that. But for me, in terms of my art and, and my art story, it, it was, um, shall I say, fortuitous yeah. that I had that time. And I saw the advert and I just thought, well, why not? You know, let's go for it. Um, yeah, so it's it's opened up a whole new world for me. I've met so many more new friends in the last three years. Um, and if anybody had said to me, sort of, you know, coming up to retirement in 2019, oh, you know, in three years' time, you'll have done this and blah, blah, I would have said, no, I don't believe you. You know, I really <laughs> don't believe you. So just goes to see what what can happen, really, if you leave yourself open. Yeah. You know, it's really cool that just one one decision changed your whole path, you know, just the idea of saying, let's take that course, you exactly. know, just that. And it just triggered right. this whole series of events that have led to you finding your creative self. And that is really, really wonderful. I like that idea of being open to changing things and stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of us get set in our ways and we're afraid to, you know, take that step forward um, and do something different. And I love that you did that. I've done that, but I think my attitude to life in, in general, whether it's right or wrong, is, well, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> you know, particularly in, in this context, you know, you might make a, a bad piece of work. Well, who's going to see it? Nobody. If you don't put it out there, yeah. you know, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. And I think also my attitude is if you don't try, you'll never know. That's true. Absolutely. Yep. I agree with that one. I I myself have been trying, you know, to experiment in different mediums and stuff. And also inspired by all this amazing work. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can totally do that. And I look at it and I'm like, oh, that's crap. (laughs) But I enjoyed the process. And I learned from my mistakes, which is how I learned to be a photographer through my mistakes. Exactly. That's what it's it's all about. And, And I look at other people's work sometimes and I think, oh, you know, I'd love to be able to do that. Um, And then I think, well, what's stopping you? You know, give it a go. If you like a particular thing that somebody's done, you know, the the way that they've interpreted something, you know, have a a go. Um, And if it doesn't work out, like you say, you might might have learned something else from that process. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree. 
Is there a particular project that you've done in these last few years um, that you really, really love that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, there's, there's been a couple. When I did my first solo exhibition, um, my work was much more abstract, I think, mm -hmm. than it is currently, although I do want to go back and revisit more of an abstract style. And just the freedom um, of, of those paintings, and when I look now, the ones I've still got left, you know, there's something of me in those paintings and they're, they're so different from anything I think that I've seen of anybody else's work. So I, so I love that. But maybe at that time I was a little bit more uh, adventurous and, and, you know, that's okay. something I to kind of get back into my work. Recently I've done a project where I've kind of tried to focus in on something and this is what I'm saying about maybe not being as adventurous and that's looking at what I call imagined vistas or you know you might look at them or they're landscapey or sort of seascapey and that was because I had a, a project this year in the summer which was a joint exhibition that I curated and the other artists that I was working with brilliant floral artist called Katie Goodwin um, I wanted something completely different so it didn't look floral for example so um, I decided that I would concentrate on more of these imagined vistas. So because it's a contemporary style, a lot of my work, you won't necessarily see the blue sky at the top of the painting, you know, the green fields in, in the middle. It's, it's very sort of um, ambiguous in a way. So the sky could appear anywhere in, in the painting. Mm -hmm. um, so, But I really, really enjoyed that because I had to challenge myself to think about, you know, making it look something like... Um, a landscape um, and the whole process of working with Katie and um, the the venue where we, we, we were working where we hired was um, an old farm with the buildings where they had been converted and had a vision last year I thought this could work really nicely you know for an ex for an art exhibition mm -hmm. and it did it was just a wonderful process and and uh, Joanne at uh, Fen Farm was a wonderful entrepreneur to work with and she gave us a lot of advice and support and yeah, it was just an amazing time. And we had a lot of visitors that came to see our work and that was lovely. And just seeing that vision, you know, come to fruition and people's um, comments of seeing art in, in that environment and saying it looks like, you know, you can see the paintings and imagine how they would look like in your home, for example, rather than going to, you know, more formal kind of um, uh, gallery space. Mm -hmm. And maybe we attracted people that, you know, would never think of going to a formal gallery, you know, to go and see some artwork. So that was really good. Um, yeah, so I, I feel that curating the um, the exhibition in such a, we'll put it in air quotes, an unusual space. Um, do you feel like that was um, kind of like an extension of your adventurous part of your art, kind of just trying something new and different? Or do you feel like it was maybe both of you wanted uh, something a bit different or was it you that pushed more? Yeah, I can't speak for Katie, but I'm sure, she, you know, I felt a little bit more that I was leading, shall we say, on mm -hmm. that. And um, she'd never done a, or been involved in an exhibition like that before. And, you know, I was really keen to support her as well in, in that journey. And, and we, we just clicked and we just got on really well from the first moment that we met but yeah I think I definitely led on that but yeah there's something about me wanting to try things differently um and being adventurous um yeah no it's just that we, we've been there for a different kind of event actually at this yeah. at the venue at the farm um and I, I could just see how it could work and there was loads of potential there so um yeah it was just brilliant 
it was just a really good experience. But yeah, I think you're right. It's probably an extension of me. However, having said that, you know, if I'm invited to take part in a group show at a more formal gallery, I won't say no. Of course. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I won't say, oh, no, I don't know. That's not my, not my thing at all. So, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think there is something in that. I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, the whole project, um, you know, this was, it was called co-creative because the, the two of us were working together. There were three things that came out of it for me. It gave me the opportunity to explore my contemporary landscapes and try something new in my work. And I think as an artist, you're always looking for that inspiration and, you know, kind of the, the feed for the next project and, you know, where's that going to come from? Um, I got to work alongside another artist and, and, and Joanne as well from the farm, the entrepreneur. Um, and the styles in terms of our artistic work really complemented each other. Um, and also, um, yeah, that vision from, for the space and how it could be used and it, that that um, idea came to life for me. So, yeah, there was the, the, those three things that came out of that project. Which would you do I it thought, again? I would do it again. Um, I think it, it takes a lot of planning. So that aspect of it is kind of not attractive to me because I'm not perhaps I'm not the the you know more the big picture kind of person not not so much the detail I can do it if, if I want to if I really try but I think it would be good to do it again maybe do it for a bit longer because we had sort of half a week maybe run it for a whole week and maybe involve more artisans I don't want to say artists because creatives come in all different shapes and sizes yeah. don't know maybe you know expand it so that there's not just um painters but you know other crafters or or artisans involved but whether that'll happen next year I don't know because I've got there's a couple of um things in the pipeline shall we say right. for next a couple of big exciting projects which I haven't finalized yet I'm just in in the process of signing off on those but as soon as they're ready to you know be advertised I'll I'll talk about those a bit more on, on my um my platforms yeah um there's a, there's a few things that need my attention next year so whether i'll have time to do another sort of co-creative type event i'm not sure it might have to wait till the year after of course yeah so but you would be eager to try it again yeah definitely uh, you know the the, the there was nothing there was nothing really negative about the whole experience i think there was a little bit of a worry just before we launched you know would anybody come right you're all, you're always going to get that wherever you of go. Of course, you know. absolutely, yeah. Visitors, but actually, you know that in the end, that that wasn't a problem, um, and it, everybody just you know that did come along and, and see our work loved it, and just meeting people and having conversations and you know talking about our work and um, you know sparks of creativity coming from those conversations and potential for for future projects and things. Yeah. It was just, yeah, there was nothing negative about it at all. And the weather. Oh, yeah, we were so that, was, that was lucky. <laughs> we had the just best for the listeners, I went to the exhibition open evening, so that's why I know what they, what she's talking about with the weather, just, just so it's not a total random coincidence. <laughs> it was just it was just great. And I'd never, because we had, um, you know, like you say, the, the formal launch type event uh with drinks and I'd never been you know never been involved in things like that before so that was lovely for me it's like a it was a bit like a party it I was think. yeah <laughs> yeah it's great so, 
on that note, what advice would you, since you're the expert curator now among us, <laughs> what advice would you give to anyone out there who was wanting to curate their very own, um, you know, uh, gallery type showing maybe in a non-conventional space like you chose? Well, just just go for it. Um, I think having a bit of imagination always works. I mean, that that wasn't a problem for me. I in, in my mind's eye, I could see how the space, it was, I don't know whether it was an old cow shed or something, <laughs> or an old stable that, you know, beautifully been renovated. It had the, the open beams and the, the, the brick walls and, and, and everything was sort of top spec in there. But, um, you know, I could ju I could just see rather than having paintings hanging in a formal way on walls, how you know you could uh, use other things like tables and stands and plinths and, and all kinds of things, you know, to to um, display your work. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you've got to have a little bit of imagination there. Um, I I did build up a, and I still have a good working relationship with Joanne. So you know that's another thing. Perhaps if you've got. Um, a contact or you know you've you know a venue already that that might be easier than just tipping up somewhere you know that, that you Say, don't hey, know that yeah I yeah, love your outhouse can I have an exhibition <laughs> there um yeah and I think between Katie and me we um were mindful of the amount of paintings that we could show each mm -hmm. and we were very generous with each other in terms of you know where what space we were going to have and you know where we were going to put things um yeah, and just all the logistics of it, really, like being ready in time. You know, you've got to sort of project manage to a degree um, in terms of having your um, content ready, um, advertising. You know, we had a, a mini kind of um, media campaign. It wasn't, mm -hmm. you know, too onerous, but that kind of thing. Um, and just making sure, you know, that there's certain things, certain milestones that you have to hit at certain times, you know, to optimise, if you like, the success of the of the event um yeah and just um you know if you've got if you need extra things where you're going to get them from you know so the display items we begged steals and borrowed you know to a large degree and called called in favors from people um yeah and just be mindful as well i mean in terms of financial risk you know that there is an element of that mm -hmm. um i mean you know at the end of the day you know there there is some um budgetary responsibility so we were lucky in terms of we you know we broke even on that and actually made a little bit of profit as well oh, wow, but there's no great. yeah you know it was really good in terms of that you know we we, we did we didn't come away worse off but you know you have to be mindful of that you know especially in today's context that it might just be a nice thing to do for yourself mm -hmm. in terms yeah. of saying yeah I had an exhibition but, you know, there was some cost involved, but we were lucky in that respect. Yeah. Is there anything you would have done differently? Um, I was hoping that while we were there for the three or four days that I would have been able to run a workshop myself. Katie ran a workshop okay. yeah. uh, for her floral blooms, uh, painting of, of, of flowers, and that was really successful. So that was a, an addition to our main exhibition. Mm -hmm. You know, we were um, workshops. Mine wasn't so 
successful and I don't know why whether that was something to do with the marketing maybe or maybe my messaging around that whole thing um you know we wanted to have about eight people involved Mm -hmm. um but because the low um take up of that I cancelled mine so yeah maybe Mm -hmm. you know thinking what what could I have done differently to encourage more people to come and you know have a go at my workshop um but no I can't think of anything else really Maybe maybe just have it for a bit longer. You know, it was just yeah. all over because it's only the three or four days. So maybe run it for longer. And like I said earlier, you know, perhaps a few more people. But, you know, a few more people in terms of artists involved. But we didn't know at that time yeah. it was going to be successful. It was kind of, well, let's give it a go and see what yeah. happens. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's the thing, right? Like, <clears throat> I love that you're sharing all of this, too, because... You know, a lot of people, like, I feel like the world of art and creativity has changed a lot over the last um, decade or so. Um, I feel that the need for a formal background or a formal representation has, not to say lessened, but is no longer a must-have. So I feel like a lot of creatives are also taking initiatives more um they're trying to you know like like you and katie did like you curated your very own showing um an exhibition and that's something that maybe wouldn't have been done a lot in the past um so i love that you've shared your experience like that because you know maybe a lot of our listeners have thought about that but thought that they couldn't take that jump and take that step to do it themselves um that they had to wait and apply, you know, and wait for the system for a gallery to do that or apply in various competitions or whatever. So um, I really love that you shared that so that people know that, you know, you can do it yourself. You can organize it. Yeah, you just need a little bit of imagination, a bit of vision, maybe a little bit of, uh, you know, thick skin. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably. But no, I mean, you know, like I said, what's what's the worst worst that could happen? Uh, you know, at the end of the day, the worst that would have happened was nobody would have come. Katie and me would have had a lovely few days together, you know, <laughs> talking about our own work. Um, but it, yeah, it, it it wasn't like that, and and that's because I think you know, in in all seriousness, we did do a bit of work beforehand, and there was a bit of planning, and like I say, the, the sort of mini mini media campaign helped as well. Mm-hmm. But no, I think back in the day, particularly you know, thirty five plus years ago, when I was leaving art school, yeah, you know, you're right that it, it was very staid back in those days and very formal, and you know, the artists being an artist meant you know you were walking around with your easel under your arm, yeah, <laughs> you know, in commission to paint either you know big landscapes or famous people's portraits it's not like that now and and you're right you don't need those formal qualifications you just need I think something a little bit different maybe and um you know another piece of advice would be from a contemporary artist perspective um you know just find what it is that's different maybe about your work and that involves experimentation um you know, in in terms of finding out what you like, usually the difference comes in finding out what it is you really like. Yeah. In terms of, you know, what what you're doing. So for me at the moment, I'm I'm kind of really intrigued and drawn to um, using collage in my work. Mm -hmm. And I think because I'm doing that, you know, it's making my work maybe look a little bit different from 
you, you know, your usual paint application type because right. the mark being able to make with the collage, I wouldn't be able to make with a paintbrush, for example. So you know, there's something about finding what it is that's different in your work. And that will that will come, you know, in in a, a little bit of time through experimentation. I mean, if you want to learn how to paint like somebody else, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. So if you if you go on courses, for example, where people are, are teaching you to paint, you know, uh, bowl, bowls of fruit in a, you know using acrylics, or oils, or whatever watercolors, um, that's what you'll end up doing. But if you're willing to experiment with your style. You know, and um, be prepared, like you said earlier, to make some, you know, not so very good pictures. That then, you know, you'll you'll learn from that. Oh, I really like to do X, Y, and Z. So, you know, follow those threads in terms of creativity. Um, we were just yeah, just the the mentioning about being different and being inspired and stuff like that. On the one hand, all of this social media internet all that kind of stuff has been really great like for inspiration and finding new artists and new work and stuff like that um do you find though that sometimes you need to switch it off because I get overstimulated I don't know about you but I get sometimes like oh, that's amazing and then three three scrolls down oh, that's even better and then it's like oh I need to do that and then my brain just doesn't stop so I need to step away do you ever get that not really, no, because, you know, like I said before, sometimes I'll see somebody's work and like something about their, their work and mm -hmm. think, well, what was it, you know, how did they do that? And it'll drive me to to experiment. But, no, I think I, I don't think it's healthy in a way to try and be like somebody else. And this is what I keep saying about experimentation in your work. Mm -hmm. um, if you do that, then you're going to find your your own style of working and you'll find what you like. And then you will say to yourself, I mean, a lot of my work starts in a sketchbook. And my sketchbook at the moment is a mess because there's not no finished work in there. Right. But I'll do something in my sketchbook one day. And sometimes you you might do it if you're working on big pieces, you might do a sketchbook exercise just to warm up. Right. But I'll do something in my sketchbook one day and think, well, that was just a waste of two hours or whatever because I haven't produced anything there that I like at all. But there might be something in the sketchbook that leads me to um, investigate that the next day. And that's what drives me. It's about, well, what can I do? You know, and, and if I do that, where will it take me in terms of what a composition might look like, you know, and, and, a, and a, a bigger or finished piece of work? So, whereas I appreciate other people's work and I can see the you know amount of um, technical effort that's gone into it um, and I know that I like it I don't kind of beat myself up thinking well my work doesn't really look like that yeah because they are them and I'm me Absolutely. and nobody else is me and nobody else is them so I'm never going to be able to produce work exactly like they do I might be able to apply you know paint on a trowel to get that certain effect yeah. but you know that's what makes us all different. Mm -hmm. Oh, speaking of inspiration, you know what I'm asking. Is there a book, movie, show, uh, are there artists or random location that inspires you? Yes, in terms of other artists, Louise Fletcher, obviously, she's my guru. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't for finding her on Facebook, I mean, she's on Facebook, she's on Instagram. Um, then, you know, my whole artistic journey would not have 
um, existed. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're interested in design, there's a really good artist based in California called Jeanette Goulart. Mm-hmm. She's on Instagram. Um, and I'm also um, a follower of hers. And I've uh, actually, I was very fortunate this year. I was able to visit her in California. Oh, wow. And, uh, it was just amazing. I said to her, if I'm ever in this, you know, if I'm ever here, I will come and see you, you know, and come to one of your, your, your workshops. And it happened this year. But um, she's very good at kind of simplifying the whole um, contemporary and abstract style of things and um, helps you to look at, you know, composition in terms of design. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ask me about a quote? I can't remember. Did you the say that? was a- coming next. This was okay. just inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> but if you really want to say the quote, you could say it now. Right. My quote would be, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Ah, yes. Classic. Does that make It does, yeah. Very fitting for this period in the world right now. Yeah, and I mean, in terms of an artistic perspective, you know, that I don't think, you know, you can ever really make bad work. It's just there are happy accidents. So, you know, something that you deem maybe not to be what you wanted it to look like might lead on to another thing that's even better. Mm-hmm. So um, with that, let's uh, close it up with where can people find you and see your work? I will, of course, add everything in the show notes, including your inspiration as well, so that people can just click as well. But um, in the meantime, just for those who might not be reading the show notes, go on, share. Oh, How can we find you? page and it's um sharon sycamore art and it's sycamore like the tree s-y-c-a-m-o-r-e i've got a website as well but in terms of seeing my work physically um i'm hoping to be involved in a couple more exhibitions this year and there's a couple of big exhibitions that i've got planned for next year so in terms of my instagram page and my website i'll advertise where people can come and visit my work mm-hmm. perfect Oh, well done. Well, thank you so much um, for being with me. I think you've done an excellent job being my first non-photographer guest oh, <laughs> on thank the you. podcast. And what I was saying resonated with people in terms of the, the work that they're doing as well. Well, that's that's the point because I think that, you know, the reason I wanted to expand the podcast was because I thought, you know... We're doing creative things. We all have creative minds. And in the end, there's a lot of overlap between all different kinds of arts, how you decide to express your creativity, whether that's in costume design or makeup or painting or sculpting or singing. You know, it's all just the process behind it. I think we can all kind of learn from that and find ourselves in that. So Um, that's why I wanted to bring in other people because sometimes you know someone might see something in a different way especially because they're out of your niche space and you're like that's it you know that's it and it might it might help and inspire someone so I really hope that someone listening to you has been inspired oh I have now I'm all curious about curating my own exhibition now (laughs) (laughs) with one of my projects so you never know I hope you all enjoyed my interview with Sharon Sycamore. I will put all of her contact information in the show notes. 
and I can't wait to share with you my next interview. Um, keep following and subscribing so that you don't miss any of the latest episodes and feel free to follow me um, on Instagram at the Daily, Co Daily Collective 365 or on my personal Instagram, Life is Wild and Free. I can't wait to talk to you soon. Bye-bye.